fielder. He's gone to the dogs. Well, here we are, one more week in the Gone to the Dogs podcast life. Here I am, the host of this uh, conglomeration of uh, coon hunting talk and, as uh, John Strickland would say, mayhem. (laughs) Steve Fielder, your host here. I got my friend Keston Jesse on the line. Uh, Keston has been a guest before. And uh, we've enjoyed uh, having him, and he's got a story to tell us. Uh, and I, I brought him on for that purpose and uh, kind of give him uh, um, an opportunity to talk about something that the two of us got into last weekend. How you doing, Keston? Oh, doing good, sitting there waiting on it to get dark. Waiting on dark 30. Usually you, you hunt about... Every time it gets darker, you try to, don't you? Yeah, I try to go at least five to six nights a week, most times six. Mm, yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, I want to lay a little groundwork for this, and this is going to be a shorter issue, I think, uh, episode than normal because uh, we all got things to do, and we've had a busy weekend. It's been really a lot of fun, and as it ended up, Keston and I, Got to spend some time together this past weekend uh, that we really hadn't planned, but we were both guests of Randy Smith up at uh, uh, Western Pennsylvania with the Lone Pine Trend Walker Dogs. And uh, uh, Randy here back a few, well, a couple months ago, three months ago or something like that, uh, bred his world champion female, uh, Lone Pine Biffy Sue, for what may have been the last time, because Sue is getting up there in age. I think she's 11 now. And uh, she was bred to uh, Virtual Davis's uh, stud dog that everybody knows about nowadays, the Frogger dog. And uh, she had some puppies. Sue's been a... She's been a hard case down through the years, according to Smith. Uh, she's, you know, he's tried to breed her to certain stud dogs and and, and didn't get pups, and and then uh, uh, and this litter was not a large litter, but uh, there were three survivors, and they were all males. And as listeners probably know. Smith likes to keep the females, and that's going to kind of be the theme of this thing today, talking about female coon hounds. And, uh, but anyway, uh, with three males, and they all turned out to be really nice-looking pups, and you may have seen them on Facebook as he posted the pictures of them, but uh, none were for sale. Um, Smith kept one for himself, and one of them went to Birchall, uh, the stud dog owner, and uh, that left uh, one more. And so Smith um, conceived the idea that he'd like to go online and, uh, you know, have a, a drawing for this pup. And he asked me, of all people, to help him with this. Well, I have no experience whatsoever with these uh, apps uh, where you spin the wheel and and also I knew that the pro sport organization did that sort of thing from time to time so I contacted Greg Maynard and asked him what app he used for that purpose and he told me 
uh, it was an app called Wheel of Names. And basically what you do is you go onto the app and you type in or enter in your list of participants. And um, then the, the app automatically puts their name on a spinning wheel. Uh, and uh, you have the uh, option of uh, shuffling the names or whatever. But basically you click a button and boom, it, it spins and randomly picks the winner. And uh, that uh, kind of is an introduction to what Keston and I are going to talk about here today, mainly, and the resulting trip that came out of that. Uh, tell me about your experience with that, uh, that drawing, Keston. Well, to be honest with you, I had no intentions of actually winning the puppy because most people know I don't need another puppy. And uh, I basically entered it just to support what Randy was doing because he's been good to me and uh, just sort of paid my entry and forgot about it. And I was sitting here in the living room. I'd forgot that the drawing, I'd missed the drawing, didn't watch it on Facebook or nothing. And phone just sort of exploded. People messaging me, offering to buy the pup and congratulating me and stuff. And I just really couldn't believe I won it. But uh, is what it is, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, there were, I don't know why I would be shocked, but uh, you know, I, when I, I, the way you have to do this thing, I don't know if I did this the way most people do, but uh, we did it on a live uh, Facebook uh, feed there, you know, a go live type thing, and you got the camera there on the selfie mode, or I mean your phone on the selfie mode, and I'm talking to the folks and saying, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna spin this wheel," and then you flip it back over to normal camera mode, and you're looking at the screen on the laptop, and there's the wheel, and there's all the names and and all, and then you just basically I take the mouse or, or whatever method you use to navigate on your laptop and just clicked on that uh, button in the center and around it goes. And uh, it's just kind of a real quick deal and it's spinning like crazy. And then boom, when it stops, it feeds the name right up on the screen. That's the winner. And I saw Keston Jesse and I said, what? I said, man, what are you talking about? I, I, it was kind of, kind of a shock to me because there were, I, I think there were eighty-three names uh, on, on the drawing. So, uh, well, good for you, Keston. So, so then uh, you and I, you contacted me, didn't you? And and, and uh, I knew that. Well, okay, let me back up. Randy Smith had asked me some time back. Uh, to come up on the weekend that he was going to have Clayton Stark of Stark Outdoors uh, up doing some filming for his uh, YouTube channel. And also, Randy had asked him to help put together a Lone Pine Kennels uh, video. And uh, I guess you'd call it a promotional video. And uh, so I found out that Clayton was going to be there, and Randy asked me, won't you come on up that weekend? It'll be a lot of fun. Well, from Florida to Pennsylvania is a long way. Anyway, you slice it whether you drive or fly, 
But um, in congratulating Keston and all, he asked me, he said, when's the next time you're going up to Randy's? Um, you know, uh, I'd like uh, to go up with you and, and pick up my pup. So we kind of, through all that, we kind of got together and, and uh, I said, okay, we'll, uh, we'll do it. And so uh, I, I flew up to Tri-Cities Airport there, Bristol, Kingsport, Johnson City, and uh, went over to my brother's and spent the night. And Keston came by the next day and, and we drove up to Randy's, didn't we? Yeah, went right on up the road and stayed. What we stay two nights? Yeah, yeah, we were up there. We we drove up on a, a Friday morning early. I told Smith. He said, "Well, don't uh, come hungry, you know. Come in time uh, the afternoon so you can kick back and relax and all. And anytime you go to Smith's, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a banquet. I mean." <laughs> believes in putting on the feedback so uh, but anyway if i what was it six hours from my brother's house up there to, to smith's Keston. yeah uh maybe six hours and 47 minutes yeah and, and it's not place. yeah it's not a bad drive most of it's interstate you go up interstate 77 just north of my hometown and you pick up highway and, 19 and you run it up there pretty good ways and then it catches i 79 that goes into up through morgantown and into pittsburgh and part of the trip you get to drive through the city of pittsburgh that's a real joy wasn't it that's the worst part of the whole trip <laughs> i like traffic yeah we uh we were in there rubbing fenders <laughs> with them <laughs> It's, and, it's uh, hot. It, it is. There's a lot of traffic. A lot of, it's all crammed into one spot, and it's just hard to get through. Yeah, those three rivers come together right there in Pittsburgh, and there's not a lot of land around there, but there's a lot of people, and it's all kind of jammed in together. And it's, uh, but uh, I found from my first experience of going up to Randy's, you can go take the Interstate 79 all the way up to butler pa up there and then cut back across but it takes more time and it, it's a longer drive so anyway uh, smith's place is i guess about 30 miles north of pittsburgh and uh, so we got in there and he showed us where we were going to be bedding down and of course i've been up there before he's got a nice little apartment upstairs over his uh, in his barn there where he kind of operates, keeps his, all his hunting gear and his vehicles and his side-by-side and that kind of stuff. So, well, what, uh, overall, uh, before we get into the hunt themselves, Keston, what did you think of that operation up there? He's definitely got a nice place, a uh, bunch of nice dogs and uh, a bunch of good food. Well, there's no doubt about that. I had to grab a drink of water there. I think I've still got frogs in my throat. <laughs> I kind of slept in a little bit this morning, and I've had a nap since then. These old men don't spring back as quick as you do, man. <laughs> well, uh, Clayton Stark uh, came in on Friday, and uh, 
Clayton's over about, uh, what did he say, five hours from him, from Randy's? I, I believe he said five, five and a half hours, mm-hmm. something like that. If you haven't caught Clayton Stark, Stark Outdoors videos on YouTube, you need to check them out because uh, he does a great job. And I think, think he just recently won a video that people are really raving about is his uh, video of the tournament champions finals. Um, he got it all mixed down and high def and all of that stuff. And, uh, uh, it's, uh, I haven't, uh, sat down and looked at it all the way through, but I definitely got to do that. But people really, really talking about it. But Clayton, you know, uh, I've done a little bit of that video in the, at night and certainly, you know, I've been interested in the production of videos and, and podcasts and all that stuff. But when you watch Clayton work, and I want your comments on this, uh, Keston, when you watch him work, you see he's got the knack. He's got the ability to get those important shots and those clips. And, of course, he works all that in together into the final product. And it's a lot of work. But uh, there's a video right now uh, clip on Facebook that you need to look at in his website, uh, that or his page of uh, when we had the uh, the the world champion Sue female down and uh, watching Randy Smith's reaction to this female. He hadn't had hadn't he told us he hadn't hunted her what did he say four or five years? I believe he said four and a half years. She ain't been out of the kennel. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, yeah. to say she hadn't been out of the kennel now at Smith's place, he's got a large exercise area for dogs. And so I don't want the listeners to think that she was been in, in a pen, you know, or kennel no, run for no. that long. But no, that's true. Uh, he said hey, she hadn't been hunting in that long, had she? Yeah, he, he's got a lot there. His dogs run loose in the size of a football field. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really nice. Well, you know, I had uh, hunted with Sue the weekend that she won the the World Hunt back in 2016. Uh, UKC had asked me to come out and judge the bench show, and Alan Gingrich said, well, while you're out of here, if you want to judge a cast, we could use you on Thursday night. So I did. I enjoyed it. I judged the cast, and then on Friday night, they kind of get the old timers, the old has-beens and all together to go out and and monitor a cast, just kind of sit with the backup handlers and all and kind of keep an eye on things And as it, as the hunt gets more important with each round. So I was uh, fortunate to go out on Friday night there and, and see Sue um, win the cast and advance on into the finals. And so it was pretty, pretty cool. And uh, so I had, I had been hunting with her, but... So I said it had been like seven years. So, but uh, well, uh, just a little more about what we did. Uh, of course, I caught a nap there. I don't know whether you did on Friday afternoon or not, but uh, I caught a little nap. And then Smith's got uh, some beef on the grill, and uh, actually, when he cooked it over an open fire, that's a pretty nice setup he had there, wasn't it? Yeah, cast iron skillet right over the fire. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. He had Troy there. Troy, his oldest boy, is 16 now, and and Troy is making quite a hunter. And I know that's no end of a, a, a pleasure for Randy to see Troy taking such an interest in the dogs and all. And his younger boy, Cole, is a super young man, but his interest is more in those uh, dirt bikes, you know, and he, he and his friends were there riding last weekend. Anyway, he had Troy. He was kind of like a fireman on a, on the old wood-burning uh, um, locomotives, man. He had Troy there pitching logs, <laughs> wood on the fire and keeping that thing going. And, man, what we had steak and some potatoes and onions. And I don't know what all he had in there. And Oh, man, I just – just ate way too much. And you can't forget about the desserts his mom baked. <laughs> Miss Shirley, Randy's mother, is just the queen of a lady. And she used to operate a bakery, I think. And, but, man, I mean, if, if you can bake it, she can do it and do it right. And uh, she, she just, uh, all weekend, she was bringing... She'd bring that. She'd come. She lives in it on uh, her her house is adjacent to Randy's. You can't see it from there, but she'd come with her Kubota, and that thing the seat would always be loaded with goodies when she <laughs> pull in. I said, "Awesome." Well, so after we ate ourselves under the table, and uh, Smith's got a nice big pavilion out there i tell him it looks like a state park uh it's really a nice deal that's pretty cool wasn't it keston yeah, yeah it is and uh the fact that he built done all the stonework himself out of uh stone that come off his family's place the bridge that they tore out yeah yeah it's pretty awesome i remember when he was doing all that work <laughs> backbreaking work really and uh, as you'd go around this place, there's quite a bit of stonework, and he talked about how that stone was all laying on pallets up and down the driveway. And all you think, man, that guy's—he's laid a lot of stone. For but it is a show place. It's a beautiful, beautiful home. And but anyway, uh, the uh, and a little little uh, sidebar to that is that. It, he's out in the country, of course, and uh, he's got beagles. So we got to, after we ate ourselves under the table, we got to sit there and listen to the beagles run. And uh, that was fun. I enjoyed that too. Uh, you ever hunt with beagles, Cass? Yeah, I have. Uh, there's quite a bit of beagle hunters around here. I've rabbit hunted. Yeah. Fire share. And, uh, but that was definitely part of it, just sitting there on his patio listening to dogs run rabbits <laughs> well and dark 30 got around pretty quick and uh his buddy rick strauser who lives north of of randy and of course rick was the guy that was handling sue at the world hunt out there and won the the world hunt and you know it's kind of interesting story about that that was rick's first big hunt and he ended up uh, taking Sue all the way to the to the final four and ultimately the championship, but uh, Rick brought his uh, side by side up so that we'd have enough rides for everybody, and uh, really appreciated that. And uh, 
and I uh, got to ride with Rick. And did you ride with me? Did we both ride with Rick? Uh, that yeah, Thursday yeah. night. Yeah, we both mm-hmm. rode Rick's first night. Yeah, and and Randy and Clayton and Troy uh, rode the other. They have these can amps, and uh, they're quite a nice deal, you know. When I ride my old four wheeler to White River, I think about these guys riding these uh, side by sides with power windows and <laughs> all that stuff. But uh, anyway, do you remember much about our our Friday night hunt? You got that those young brain cells that are sharper than mine, Keston. What do you remember about Friday night? I remember every dog that we turned loose, three two coons. And uh, we seen them all. Yeah. And uh, I remember the first dog we turned loose was the one that his son had been hunting. Yeah, that's the birth of female. She yeah. is out of the uh, uh, out of Sue, out of old Sue, and uh, a dog called Louie. Uh, Sonny Phipps had over in Ohio that uh, was a, a full brother to Fran, a long time friend. That's the mother of your guide uh, dog. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell me what you remember about her hunt Friday night. Well, uh, turned her loose twice and she got in there twice and treated two coons, seen both coons and, uh, looked really good. And, uh, then the second dog, I'm having a hard time remembering what the second dog we turned loose was. Well, it was probably the little Fran female, I'm thinking. No, no, uh, it was uh, it was Dinah. Dinah, okay. Dinah is a female that uh, is a litter mate to the Bella female that uh, that Randy has, and I was familiar with Bella, but wasn't as familiar with Dinah. And she's kind of been in the in the uh, background, and but Rick is hunting her now. Uh, Smith had some bad luck with his bank dog, uh, you know, three or four years, three years ago, I guess, you know, he bred the baby female he had that was a litter mate to, um, well, actually baby was a, a female that, that, that placed second in the UKC world hunt. She placed in several final fours. And she was just recently inducted into the Tring Walker Hall of Fame by the Tring Walker Breeders and Fanciers and was one of, uh, was probably the favorite all time for Randy and for Rick Strouser. But she died uh, having puppies. Uh, but anyway, in that litter, he had bred baby to Kevin Cable's little money dog. And Smith kept two dogs, a lady female and Bank, the male. Of course, Lady's been in the news with when uh, Randy went partners with John Strickland, uh, and uh, she won the truck there in a pro sport hunt here not too long ago. But unfortunately, the Bank dog passed away. And I don't know, do you remember what they said happened to Bank? Cat. I believe he said something about he uh, drunk some bad water. That's right. He got into something uh, there, and uh, it basically poisoned the dog, which is, is terrible. Well, anyway, so uh, 
Rick is now hunting this Dinah female. What do you remember about her, Kesta? Turned her loose twice and she got gone, treed two coons. Uh, from what I could tell, moved around really good and operated really nice. And uh, probably one of my one of my favorites, probably. Mm-hmm. We hunted in the two nights. All the dogs we hunted were females. Each dog, except one time, uh, was none of the drops we made was with more than one dog, except on one of the drops on Saturday night after uh, the Remy female was treed or about to get treed. Uh, he cut this uh, heifer female loose. And we'll talk about that when we move to to Saturday night. But so basically, and this is pretty much the mo when I go up to hunt with Smith, is he'll take the the a couple of females, and he'll turn them loose one at a time. And uh, what'd you think about their hunting style? I'm, you know, this is not guys. Okay, let me do a timeout. This is not a promotion for Lone Pine Kennels. This is not an attempt to say these are the best dogs in the world. This is a coon hunting podcast, talking about coon hunting. We went up last weekend to go coon hunting at the fellowship and to have a good time. Watch Clayton Stark at work. That's interesting, watching a man uh, doing all the legwork and the production that's behind a video. And I enjoy that stuff a lot. But it, it's just to kind of give you an idea of what these dogs are like. Um, you know, Lone Pine may not be your cup of tea. You may or would prefer to have a different strain of walker dogs. We're just telling you what we saw, right, Keston? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. talking about what we've seen. Well, um, so anyway, so that's Dinah then was the next one we turned loose after after Bertha. Yeah, and then I think after Dinah, we moved on to uh, Little Fran. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Little Fran is out of the Fran female, and I believe her sire was Hardiman's Jeb. I, I, believe, you're right. I believe that's what Little Fran is out of. I kind of liked her. I like her mouth. I thought she had an outstanding mouth, a good tree dog. What did you think about her? I really liked her too. She had she had a good mouth. Uh, got treed. Uh, took a bad track and put an end to it. Treed the second cone, and uh, she's a pretty dog too. Yeah, she is. She is. I always liked her mother. Her mother was a a, a really a, a, but she was actually Fran. Uh, her mother was the first of Randy's dogs that I saw go. The very first time I went up there to go hunting with him, he, he cut her first. And I just liked the way she hunted. We sat in the buggy and watched her on the drive track and how she uh, worked the creeks and the woodlots and moved around, you know. And, but Franny was uh, and a nice tree dog, and she had the coons. Every time she threw her head back and, and settled in, we saw a coon in the tree. And yeah. and that was the first time I'd gone hunting with a thermal was the mm-hmm. night I hunted with Fran. And uh, 
Randy was showing me those coons. And of course, we'd already seen their eyes. And he said, "No, here, look at the, look at it through this. You know, his eye opening <laughs> for sure." All right, so that was three. All right, we hunted with Bertha, and we hunted with Dinah, and we hunted with little friend. What else did we turn loose that night? Then we come back home, and uh, that's when we turned Sue loose. Oh, okay. That was on Friday night we turned Sue. Yeah, that was the first mm -hmm. night after Rick went home, remember? Right, right. Well, uh, yeah, Rick was going to work the next day, and he had an hour or so to drive home. So he left his uh, his, uh, buggy there for us and and headed back home. And uh, Randy's been working on a place over across the road from his house, and I think the property that he purchased over there and has got it looking really, really nice. And I remember hunting when I had the cruise dog hunting at that spot. And we went over there and it was kind of like turning loose in the backyard of this, of this house was actually what we did. And, uh, how, what do you remember about that? I remember, uh, took her over, cut her loose. She ran to the edge of the woods. She ran up the edge of the woods, running the line. And, uh, just took a right-hand turn and dipped over in the woods and circled around below us and got down in a holler and uh, got struck off a creek and uh, worked the track up on the side of the ridge and fell treed. I believe she, they said that uh, she was around 800 yards. And uh, we sat there and listened to her for a minute, drove around to her. You think about that, and she's 11 years old, and, you know, it's, it's, as uh, – I think it's a pretty good strategy, but this is the way Randy operates up there is that he, uh, he puts those dogs out there, you know, in their, when they're capable of winning, when they're at their best, gets their titles or enters them into whatever major hunts that he wants to enter them in. And then when that phase is over, then he starts picking stud dogs for them. And he said this over and over, and uh, I don't think he makes any qualms about it, that uh, he hopes, although he breeds to these really uh, well-known and well-respected stud dogs, uh, that he hopes they'll turn out like their mothers. Uh, you remember what he said about that, Keston? Yeah, he, he wants to see... A dog like the mother. He wants them to take back after their moms. Yeah. Well, uh, but to think about here's old Sue, and, and she's 11 years old, and Stark's already posted a clip on Facebook that I saw today that I thought was awesome. It's He's got a close-up uh, shot of, uh, of, of Randy listening to Sue and kind of making a little comment here and there. She's worked this track, and then she comes in and locates on that tree and, and rolls it over. And, you know, you it just grinning from ear to ear like a kid with a new puppy to think, you know, that old girl, as, as old as she is and all, hadn't been hunted in almost five years, and then to hear her uh, just like she hadn't missed a beat. You know, <laughs> it's just, and you know, I think sometimes it makes me think of uh, when we worry about these dogs. Well, I'm not hunting them every night. I'm not hunting, you know, I'm not, 
uh, doing this. Well, you do need to hunt, especially a young dog. You do. And there's no substitute for hunting them to get them really right, you know, keep them in good shape, keep them tuned sharp. I understand all that. But the fact that I don't, once they're a coon dog, I mean, that's that's God-given, I think. It's genetics. It's it's down deep in them. But the heart of an old hound like that is something to behold, I think. Yeah. It was awesome. So that was our Saturday night hunt, and I think we finished our Friday night, excuse me. And I think we must have finished what around one o'clock, something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. Twelve thirty, one o'clock, something like that. We uh, then went upstairs and just sort of hung out and talked, and then I believe everybody went to bed. And we woke up the next morning and had a big breakfast. He had that cast iron skillet out again, didn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. Eggs, bacon, hash browns, all kinds of good hey, stuff. Hey, what about those hash browns in that bacon grease? Those were good. <laughs> yeah, that, those were good. Yeah. Uh, were. And I, there's just something about after a good night's hunt, getting out and having a good breakfast, and especially. Uh, out in the open air, you know, yeah, it, yeah, you know, it's just the appetite is there more so. It seems like the food tastes so good, and uh, so Randy, he, he two meals now he's cooked for us, right? Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, and it ain't it ain't over yet. <laughs> and, uh, no, you know, I guess. I guess we left from breakfast, and uh, another part I really enjoyed was after breakfast going and meeting the lady that helps him raise his puppies. Yeah, Amy. Uh, I think it's Bowser. Is uh, yeah, and she, we, she plays an important role. She plays an, a tremendous role, and and I, you know. Uh, that's one of the toughest parts I, I think about coon hunting is raising pups because it's labor intensive. There's a lot of stress involved in it at times. The guys that break into this coon hound game and think, well, I'm going to get a male or I'm going to get a female. And then, you know, I had a guy contact me here just last week and he got a young black and tan dog and, and already he's wanting to breed the dog. Well, that's his dog and his priority, you know. But this breeding thing, it's its just not a – you just don't do it on a whim if you want to do it right. And there's the aspect of getting the dog bred to begin with and making sure you get them caught at the right time and all that. And I guess using frozen semen at times and all you got to do the progesterone tests and – all the things that go along with that, and then the the puppies come, and then uh, you uh, you got that to contend with. You know the stress of checking those things periodically throughout the day and night to make sure they're fine and none of them are looking sickly, and Mama's not laying on any of them, and it's just a lot to do. And Randy is very fortunate to have Amy who basically takes these females once they're bred and getting fairly close to their date. And she's she's like a midwife. And uh, do you remember what she said about Sue when she'd have her puppies? 
she uh she said something about the, the she'd have her puppies and within the first day they was trying to crawl out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> they were strong ones. But the thing I that I was referring to is she said was well, Sue was one that, you know, she uh I asked her if she paid a attention to the temperature of the bitch you know usually if their temperature drops and all you can tell that that's kind of time you know that they're gonna have their puppies and all and she said well she used to do some of that but she says they let her know and she pointed up to the house so she says my bedroom window's right there on that corner i can hear them if if they those uh, bitches will let me know when they're going into labor and he, she said, I remember her saying that Sue was one that wanted her there. And uh, and she wanted her actually to kind of lay down there by the whelping box and be right with her. And once she did that, she'd settle right down, you know. And, and uh, I know years ago, we it was frustrating to me to have a, a, a female that wouldn't be still it was always up and down jumping up and down and even after their pups the pups would be nursing and something would come in they'd jump right up and pups go flying everywhere you know and all but these good bitches uh good mamas don't do that sort of thing but yeah i'm with you it was delightful to meet her and her husband greg and and their place the farm there that they have and uh uh, it was neat to watch Clayton uh, video in that segment with Randy and his female uh, 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 shot, the shot female that's out of jigs, uh, and uh, she had a litter right there. What were those? About not quite two two weeks old, I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't believe that. Yeah, I believe when we left, I, I remember you asking him, and I believe he said that they was going to come two weeks old. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was a little unusual with most of these Lone Pine dogs anymore, or blanket back dogs, a lot of a lot of black. on. But that was an open-spotted litter, all of them uh, real, really pretty pups, though. I mean, they were really nice. Yeah. Healthy-looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Randy commented as we drove in, there was a couple Angus, Angus steers there. He said one of them was his. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think they're looking forward to that. There'll be some more steaks on that in that <laughs> on that griddle or in that uh, cast iron skillet there before long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was great. And that was on, we did that on Saturday afternoon, didn't we? Yeah, that, uh, let's see. Yeah, that was Saturday afternoon, and then we come back from there, and uh, I believe you took a. I believe we both took a nap. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're telling on me, Keston, man. Uh, Grandpa's <laughs> yeah. got to have a nap. Now, I, I, yeah, I'm telling you, folks. I mean, that's part of my daily agenda is getting a. a few winks when we go to white <laughs> river i i love those bedrooms in that lodge we have out there because they're all there's no windows in them and the walls are painted black in those those sleeping rooms of course there's a big <laughs> lodge there with a lot of room to you know to sit around and visit and all that but uh but the bed your bedroom man it's like uh, no light no sound man you can really get some sleep yeah. but uh yeah, so. Uh, and then while we were napping, I think Clayton and Randy and Randy's son, they were doing some interviews. 
Yeah, yeah, it's part of this. And this should be, folks, you look forward to this uh, video. I'm sure it's going to be really good. If those of you who might be interested in seeing a, an operation like uh, Lone Pine and how they approach things and all, and then to hear the stories, and they were they were kind of breaking down dog after dog, weren't they? And, and uh, I think they went over every dog from dog number one, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Yeah, so that's going to be quite a production. It's going to take some time. But then there was an interesting twist to things, right? Well, first of all, uh, we uh, got to see uh, Clayton operate as a drone, yeah, which is yeah. something that interests me a lot. I've often thought I'd like to have one of those. And back when Clay Newcomb posted some videos uh, on you know his bear hunting magazine channel or whatever and i've always enjoyed those drone shots i think they're cool yeah but anyway uh <laughs> clayton was showing us all how this thing will work and it was pretty impressive man i mean he flew all over the all over the place taking shots of this and that and one one shot that he got, I thought, I don't know if he'll use it in the video, but I thought it was pretty cool. It's where Randy's out there by the pen and all the dogs are out there, and I guess he might have been feeding them a little something. I don't know, but it almost looked like a guy standing out there feeding his catfish, you know, standing on a dock. That was just walker hounds, man, <laughs> everywhere. But uh, – I guess I should qualify that right there or clarify that. Randy doesn't keep a lot of dogs at home. Uh, he'll usually have two or three maybe older females and whatever puppies that have been selected to run loose on the farm there. And he he believes in that and letting them uh, run loose, you know, up to they're three or four months old, the ones that he's going to keep. But he, as you said before, Keston, he's got that nice exercise uh, pen there, the enclosure for him. But uh, what do you remember about the drone photography and the situation there? It was pretty good, and uh, he flew around everywhere there. And then the downside to it was he hit the trees. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was kind of fun. It wasn't funny at all, but it was interesting. Let me say that. He's saying, you know, this thing, if it starts to run out of power, it'll turn around and come back. You know, if it's getting too far out from the signal or whatever, it'll turn around and come back. And, and he was hovering it here and there, and he's really good with it. He hasn't had that thing very long. But first thing I know, it sounds like a weed whacker <laughs> in a tree up there. I'm not sure what happened there, but it got a little low around some trees. and ew, It came down. <laughs> it came down and brought tree limbs with it. Yeah. So that was an unfortunate thing. But he, did, he didn't seem to be too worried about it. He said, no, we'll take care of that. And I think I, he said it was still under warranty and they'd cover it, so. That's a good thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he had gotten the footage he wanted anyway, so that was cool. But then the really big story uh, was he got a phone call. <laughs> Were you there when they called him? Yeah, we was actually eating our third dinner. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about <laughs> yeah. that. We yeah. need to talk about what we what we did for dinner on on 
Saturday night. That's all I can tell you. It was it was good. It was a bunch of fish, shrimp, just all kinds of stuff. He had uh, walleye. First of all, everybody knows that walleye is a delicious eating fish. And he's got some kind of a pretty sophisticated deep frying, electric deep fryers there that he's got on the back of his, his barn around there. I guess he opened it up and it's got its own little compartment there. And so he's got these walleyes fly, frying in there, sizzling. And I tried to, what what do you call those things? A little, it's part of it's like the chest bone or something of those walleye. And they got some meat on either side of them. I'm sure the fishermen out there know what, they, but that was really good. And he also had some nice big shrimp and some scallops. And he said, I was going to do French fries, but. With all this, and, and then we got down there, and there's Carrie's got a big skillet full of these, I call them calico beans. Maybe they're called cowboy beans or something on the fire. Man, I ate till I, I couldn't walk. Yeah. It, it was good. Um, that, it was really good. And so we were, what, <laughs> finishing up supper or something when – well, I don't even think he got to completely finish his supper. I think he was still eating. He was sitting beside of me, and he just—I uh, sort of noticed—he he jumped up and took off over to Randy. <laughs> <laughs> and the the mystery about all that was that Clayton's wife was expecting their what is it their third or fourth? Yeah, third. Yeah, their third. I believe. Yeah. 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 And not do until ne- this, you know, the next week. And so he's five hours from home, and he gets that call that every expectant dad <laughs> uh, looks forward to, I'm sure, but not when you're five hours away, that you need to get home, that the labor has started, and you're going to be a daddy here <laughs> pretty soon. So right away... Uh, Clayton was gathering up stuff and, and all and getting in the vehicle. And he had a, a puppy to take back to, to Birchall Davis and he had a dog of Birchall's there and had that, uh, uh, poker face dog there. We got to see him. We didn't get to hunt with him, but, uh, but at any rate, so Clayton heads back to Ohio and, uh, we're thinking, man, oh man, of course, so that kind of limited a bit uh what we had planned to do on saturday night as far as you know really hunting some more dogs uh, and getting them on film and or in you know on the camera but uh the good thing about it was we get the uh, call i think around 11 o'clock or so that evening that he made it home well, what did they say about 10 minutes to spare Ten minutes to spare, and it was born. Yeah, Randy told me here today. I talked to him, and he said he he got there. He walked in the hospital. He was there, uh, uh, and five minutes after he got uh, whatever he had to do to go in, the baby was born. And uh, he's already posted her on Facebook. She's a beauty, uh, totally healthy, perfect in every way. So congratulations to the Starks on their new baby. And thankfully, Clayton got there in time. 
he would have been in the doghouse for a long time and say if he'd missed that appointment. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that was that was all good. And uh, so, what do you remember about Saturday night? Uh, I, I wish I could, say I could, but I can't remember the guy's name that came. Oh, okay, Kyle, and I've got to remember Kyle's last name, and I apologize. Uh, Kyle is uh, he is the one that handled the Jill female, uh, Jillian, that these uh, uh, Frogger uh, puppies are out of. And uh, uh, let's see. Isn't that the – no, no. The Frogger puppies, the newest ones, uh, were out of uh, Sue. But the one that – uh, you and I have together uh, was out of jail. Was out of jail, and uh, but anyway, Kyle's a great guy, good hunter, hard hard hunter, and a, uh, he's a farmer. Lives over in extreme western Pennsylvania, over near the Ohio border, and so he came over and brought Jill, and also brought uh, a young female. That's out of Trackman and uh, and uh, Jillian. Uh, name what's he call her? Uh, Remy. 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 Yeah. And then there's another dog that we took along that night was the heifer female, right? Yeah, that's the three we hunted Saturday night. Right now, heifer I think is the one that's out of. I might have misspoke before. I. I don't remember exactly what heifer set up. Do you? No, I don't. I remember I asked Randy how old she was, and I believe she's, and don't hold me to this, but if I ain't mistaken, 16, 17 months old, something right, like that. Right. Well, what do you remember about that hunt, Keston? I remember the two young dogs were very impressive. Uh, I really liked them both. Uh, and Jillian, we turned her loose, and she got on a track and tried to work it out. And I believe she got hung up in a as a beagle pen, and she couldn't get through the beagle fence. And the coon had got through, and we had to go get her off of that. Yeah, yeah. And Jill, you know, she's well, she's not real old at this point, but she's you know kind of been in semi retirement, I guess. And, but uh, overall, we saw some pretty good dog work, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Both of the young dogs, the Remy female and the heifer female, uh, they really put on a show. I remember that one time, that one drop there, I think it was maybe the second time we'd cut Remy. Uh, and mm-hmm. as I say, she was out of that, uh, she's a track man, semen pup. And uh, she was working the track right-handed down under the hill there and, and would come treed fairly quick. And kind of contrary to what he normally does, I saw Smith come out of the four-wheeler or the side-by-side side there with uh, with that uh, heifer female on the leash, and he cut her right down over the hill. And she, I was watching on the Garmin, and she went right there about where Remy had taken a right-hand turn, and she just immediately turned left and went the other way in there. And uh, what'd she do? She got struck down in there. 
Yeah, she went off left-handed, and uh, I believe there's a creek down there, and she got struck off that creek and ran a track up and crossed the road, went up on the bank on the other side of the road and got treed. So you had two two young dogs split treed. And, I mean, he, he turned the, the heifer female. I mean, he, he turned her straight in there toward the Remy female, which was fixing to get treed and uh, didn't pay a bit of mind to her. Went right on by her and went down there and struck her own coon. Run it through there and got treed. Yeah, and that's one when we walked in, you saw it going in. Yeah, yeah. The the Remy dogs tree. Yeah, I yeah. seen the coon was walking through a field and I don't know, it was probably a hundred yards from the tree and I could see eyes in the top of that tree and we went down there and shined that tree and it took us forever, but we finally found it. Yeah. I was standing back up there and y'all came and I just figured, well, they you could you saw it walking in there, but you, you you know I didn't think you saw it from the tree. But when I you got back up there to the old man, <laughs> I tell you <laughs> folks, I'll confess to you. You know I'm just not in shape. It's hills there. It's hilly country. It's not real rugged, steep like what you're used to hunting, uh, casting or what I hunted for years. But uh, it's still hilly. And when you're my age, it's just not easy. Flatland, man, I'm good to go. But uh, <laughs> but my balance was pretty good this time, and I, I I was kind of pleased with that aspect. But I I stayed back on some of those trees. If it was fairly easy walking, I went in. But I well, you went you went to Sue's tree, and it was pretty rough walking. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. We had to climb up a bank and go up get up there. But, well, so anyway, so what did we do? By the time we'd hunted those two, were were we done? Yeah, we come back and talked for a little while, and then uh, we went to bed and woke up the next morning and loaded the stuff up and threw the pup in the car and headed back toward Virginia. Yeah, when I got off of that airplane, I picked up a rental car, a little SUV, and so just make things easier on us up and back. And yeah, we headed back down the road and we got a little rain on us as we came back down through West Virginia, but uh, found a nice little Italian restaurant there and had a couple pizzas and, and headed back and got back to my brother Randy's. And I went in and visited a little bit with my, my sister and sister-in-law, I guess that's what you call her, wouldn't it? Yep. And, uh, and Tammy and Randy, and we watched a little women's softball. They like that sort of thing, and I do too. And you headed home to the kids with the new pup. What was the reaction when you got there with it? They loved it, and uh, they've been playing with it, brought it in the house, and that's where it's been ever since. <laughs> <laughs> it's up our way in right now. Uh, I'll spread out, and it's a little crate up there, taking mm -hmm. it easy. Well, that was a very popular pup. A lot of people, um, you know, wanted that pup. And for some reason, Keston, you ended up being the one out of all those 83 people that wanted uh, to take that puppy home. What's your plans for that pup? Well, I've had a lot of people ask me about selling it, but I believe uh, just the way it came about me getting it, I feel like... Uh, maybe it's meant to be. I want it for a reason, so I guess it'll stay right here, and uh, we'll start it and hunt it and see see what it makes. 
Well, the one thing I think with you and me, and of course I have a partner, this partnership thing has, has worked out awesome for me because of my age and my location down here in Florida. Uh, but, you know, the goal is not really to see how much money we can win with. Uh, we, I don't have anything to do with this pup. You know, I know you and I are partners on a pup, but this one here is yours, lock, stock, and barrel. But I, I know you well enough to know the the goal is not to, to uh, you know, see how much you can win or how many titles or whatever. You just want a good solid coon dog out of it, don't you? That's that's all I want. That's my goal. Just something to take out here and trace some coons and have fun doing it. Yeah, yeah. Old to be what? What are you? Twenty eight now, Keston? Yeah, twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of these maternity calls and stuff, it's not going to be too long until you're going to be a little closer to home, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, July, let's see, July 23rd is when it is. You're going to, you, you uh, I don't believe much in luck. I believe things happen for a reason, but you've got, Three beautiful children already, two girls and a boy, and you're going to get you another boy, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, going to be two boys, two girls, and uh, that'll probably be the end of it for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great, and I'm just hoping that uh, this puppy that you got, the one that, that uh, you haven't settled on a name yet for sure, have you, or ha has Kara helped you with that since you got home? Yeah, she, she helped me, and... I guess, well, I filled the UKC papers out today and sent them off. Still got to send the PKC off. But on there, just I figured since I won it in the raffle, it's sort of taking a chance. So we named him Lone Pine Chance. Okay. That's good. That's so we'll good. we'll call him Chance. Well, that's a, that's a good name for him. And I'd say he's, he's got a good chance if, uh, uh, because if hunting one will make them, uh, you you can make them, and you've already proven that with your Clyde dog. And, well, I'll congratulate you. I'm I'm happy uh, uh, for you, and I know that you'll give that pup a good home, and that's the main thing I think anymore with me. Um, well, uh, friends, that's about, we've been at it here almost an hour, Cass, and I told you we would try to keep it to about 45 minutes, but I've already uh, exceeded that. I hope we haven't caused any problems from that uh, aspect, but I do appreciate you coming on with me. Enjoyed our trip together. Well, folks, with that, uh, the recorder decided to take a break and <laughs> And uh, kind of left me hanging there. But uh, I hope you enjoyed the visit with Keston um, today. And uh, he and I did have a great time up uh, in Pennsylvania. And uh, just uh, it's always good to get together with hunters and take a little road trip, you know, see some new country, get out and see some new dogs. And I know Keston had to be wishing that he had his dog along, but the mission on this trip was to, uh, to pick up the pup and to um, uh, just, you know, be in the shadows as Kes, uh, 
Clayton Stark did his thing uh, with Randy, and I'm sure that's going to be a great, great uh, video. I'm looking forward to watching it myself. I will give a shout-out to our producer for this episode, uh, Shannon. Uh, Shannon was my producer there for many of the early episodes of Gone to the Dogs podcast, and uh, she's been out uh, doing bigger and better things, but I was informed by Jason Doobie over at uh, W hunting supply that Shannon would be uh, helping us with the editing here this week. I think uh, Colby Moorhead is is uh, out on a hunting trip somewhere, uh, chasing bears maybe. I'm not sure what Colby's up to uh, this week. But anyway, uh, that's going to wrap up our Gone to the Dogs podcast for uh, this week. I will remind you that we are having the drawings online on facebook for the zep lifetime coon squallers um, just uh, basically uh, the contest involves listening to the episode and uh, answering the question that's posted on uh, my facebook page uh, it's also on the coon hunting conversations page and the gone to the dogs podcast with steve fielder page so play along and if you're the winner uh, we'll send you the Zep Lifetime uh, Squalor. Uh, the way we do that is all the correct answers are put on the wheel. Uh, we'll spin the wheel and get the weekly winner. And there will be a quarterly prize that is to be announced uh, for all the winners get to go on the wheel. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week. I hope everything's going well with you out there and uh, you're uh, getting to get out, getting to get out. That's a, <laughs> with a lot of, with your hounds and, and with your friends and if there's any kids involved, absolutely take them hunting. Uh, do what you can to support the groups that are supporting hound hunting. Um, without these groups going to uh, the legislatures and the, and the Wildlife Commission meetings and all these things out there, we're not going to be able to enjoy these dogs as we do so much. So if someone asks you where the old coon hunter is, just tell him, man, I don't know what he's doing, but I'm sure he's gone to the dogs. <laughs> <laughs>